0: and then make it an agreement that anytime we have to talk about anything important, we're gonna talk about those dynamics first. I wanna make sure I don't withdraw and I wanna make sure that I don't push too hard. Right. We are gonna be aware of those things. We're gonna be aware of the dance before we talk about the topic. You do that one thing and your marriage is gonna reduce conflict and fighting significantly. Mm-hmm. If that's just the natural response to being aware of that process because it communicates again, I care about your experience.
1: Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore. And on today's episode, are you the pusher or the withdrawer in your marriage? The what? (laughs) The -er. withdrawer.
0: Withdrawer. Say it again.
1: No. Say it fast. Withdrawer. I can't say. That's say like walrus. Draw. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm say not going to embarrass try myself. Try it. Wal- nope. Walrus. Nope. Not going to do it.
0: She can't say walrus at all. It's super funny. Okay.
1: Withdrawer. There's no way to. Well, we're just going to call it good.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you're doing the intros and not me. Oh, man. I have been reading a book lately. It's a book I recommend for a lot of people. It's by Sue Johnson called Hold Me Tight. It's basically the foundation for a therapeutic or couples therapeutic process called EFT or emotionally focused therapy. It's kind of a standard now um, that helps Couples get to the core issues of their relationship um, rather than arguing over communication or sex or money or all these other things like that. It gets down to kind of the core pieces of attachment and making sure your core um, needs are met. And mm-hmm. here's a quote for one sentence from that book. Some partners shouted louder and louder to make the other turn towards them. Others whispered softer and softer so as not to disturb the peace. Some Partners shout louder and louder to make the other turn toward them, and others whispered softer and softer so as not to disturb the peace.
1: Ooh, I know who that is in our marriage.
0: I was going to ask. <laughs> do you want to point fingers here and, and figure out who's who?
1: Well, I'm pretty sure that I'm the shout louder louder.
0: And I'm pretty sure I would be the whisper whisper.
1: Yes. Here's what's fascinating. I I just stopped for a second to think about it. And actually, I think early in our marriage, I would not have considered myself the shout louder and louder.
0: Right. I think you're right.
1: I was not able to express my feelings and my emotions early in our marriage. My mode of handling situations was to sequester myself in a small, hidden space alone.
0: Yeah. Avoidance. Avoidance. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This quote is actually identifying something called the anxious avoidance cycle. It's been known for a long time, but that's where one person tends to escalate or become more aroused, not sexually aroused, but just their system. Right. Their energy is aroused. They become uh, more intense. And that usually causes the other person to withdraw or protect or sequester themselves so that they don't become the target. They don't get they don't get attacked in some way.
1: Can I interrupt yeah. for just a second? Because I'm just processing because we haven't talked about this no. yet. Can couples flip-flop?
0: They absolutely can. They absolutely because, can flip-flop.
1: Because actually I would say that in early in our marriage, you were the louder one. Yeah. And I
0: was the more quiet one. And couples can actually have two yellers and two whisperers. And here's what's a little ironic. If you have two people who are yellers, who are just constantly kind of pushing towards each other, they actually don't feel as uncomfortable with that anymore. Even no. though it's more intense in the relationship, they're both comfortable with it.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: <clears throat> it's the withdrawers, what are usually the harder people to convince that they need to change because they're actually fear-based. It's like going, we can't get anything resolved because I keep leaving the room. Right. There's just no one to talk to. There's no one to deal with and that withdrawal piece keeps a spouse in a hurt place or an unresolved place and trying to teach the withdrawer, the whisperer, it is safe to engage and you might not get hurt in the way that you are expecting to becomes very challenging. Right. In EFT, Emotionally Focused Therapy for Couples, you have to start with the withdrawer. That's the person you have to convince to get into the room. And you also at the same time have to convince the the intense person, the person who's yelling, to be patient and realize that's actually probably scaring the hell out of the withdrawer and they don't sure. want to be anywhere near them. <clears throat> and so they have to take responsibility for learning how to speak in a way that doesn't trigger that survival brain or that defensive right. brain in the spouse in some way. Right. But most couples aren't even aware of this dynamic, the anxious avoidance cycle or the withdrawer and the pursuer is actually the term for it. But we want people to start going, okay, hey, which am I? Do I get activated? And pushy, or do I hunker down and run away? Right. In almost every couple that I've worked with, I can't actually think of a couple that I haven't worked with. This pattern doesn't show up in some place. It's in every single couple. It's greater in others than it is in some, but it's always there to some degree. And being able to talk about the dynamic rather than talking about the topic. So again, if you and I are having an argument about money, finances—that's the topic. We need to talk about money. We got to figure out the solution. But before you talk about money, you have to talk about the process, and that would be me coming and go, okay. I'm uncomfortable talking about this, and I actually just want to avoid. I want to withdraw, right. and I know that that's not helpful in the, in the marriage, and definitely screwing up things in our in our relationship. So I'm gonna do my best to try to stay in the room as long as I can. I'm aware of my coping mechanism. Sure you at the same time could go, I am aware that I get more intense or I get kind of snappy or I get kind of harsh. And I want to make sure that I don't bring that dynamic into the room. We're not talking about money yet. The topic of money hasn't shown up at all. We're talking about how we're going to talk about money. And usually when you do that, it communicates to the other person. I am aware of my behavior and I don't want it to hurt you. Right.
1: The really good thing about that too is You're coming into whatever topic or conversation you're going to have with an awareness of yourself, which allows you to be able to make the choice of how you're going to behave. Exactly. When you're caught unawares, it's really difficult to choose how you behave. Usually you just react.
0: Yeah. If it's on autopilot or by instinct, it's not by choice anymore. Right. Everyone has a choice over their behavior. We don't always have choices over our feelings, but we always have a choice over our behavior. That behavior choice always begins with awareness. I recognize that I'm a withdrawer. Okay. And so this might be an interesting conversation. Listen to this podcast together and then sit down and go, okay, how do I withdraw? Yeah, last night with the kids and all the stress and the homework, I didn't want to deal with it. So I went and I watched TV and I left you, honey, to go deal with the kids and the homework stuff. That's probably not helping out things. Right. Your wife will fall over dead just saying (laughs) that to her. Or the wife might, again, we keep pitting kind of the wife as the pursuer and the husband's the withdrawer. That's not stereotypical. Well, it is stereotypical. It's oftentimes that way, but it's not that way in every couple. Oftentimes, the husband is the pursuer and the wife's the withdrawer. So we're just using our example here. I just want to kind of put that caveat in there. But if the wife says... Yep, I recognized, you know, when I was disappointed about dinner last night that I w- I kind of got snappy and kind of impatient. And that's not a great way for us to talk through whatever we need to talk through. I'm sorry for doing that. I'm going to try to change that. Your husband would just be like, who are you and what did you do with my wife? Right. I've never heard my wife say something like that. And it's so simple. It is so, so simple. If we want to use another example, it's that road trip metaphor. Before you decide on where you're going, are we going to Canada? Are we going to San Diego? Are we going to Yellowstone? We talk about how. How do we want to get there? What kind of music do you want to listen to? Do you like country or do you like speed metal? Do you want to have the air conditioning on full blast or do you like to have the windows down? Do you want to take the scenic route or do you want to get there as fast as humanly possible? When you talk about the how, the method, the process, Not the destination, not the topic. It communicates care and understanding and attentiveness to your spouse. Right. And emotional responsiveness is the number one thing that is going to be the best predictor if your marriage is going to survive. Do you know that? I think I've heard that several times. According to Sue Johnson from that same book, Hold Me Tight, your marriage won't fail because of increased conflict. It'll fail because of decreasing affection and emotional responsiveness. Yes. Marriages fail because of decreasing affection and a lack of emotional responsiveness.
1: And that's what we actually call when we're connected or not connected. Correct. That connection piece that we have is when there isn't that emotional responsiveness. Usually that's when we've had a fight.
0: Yep. So if you're listening to this and you're going, oh, yeah, I can see this exact dynamic playing out between me and my husband or me and my wife, I would suggest you actually sit down, listen to this podcast together, and then say, who's who's the yeller? And again, it's not yelling, who's the pursuer and who's the withdrawer? And then make it an agreement that anytime we have to talk about anything important, we're gonna talk about those dynamics first. I wanna make sure I don't withdraw and I wanna make sure that I don't push too hard. Right. We are gonna be aware of those things. We're gonna be aware of the dance, before we talk about the topic you do that one thing and your marriage is going to reduce conflict and fighting significantly mm-hmm. if that's just the natural response to being aware of that process because it communicates i care about your experience as we're discussing x y or z here right it's not a hard thing to do it is a harder thing to make a regular process in your daily conversations in your interactions with your husband or wife because you're so used to just responding to reacting and yet it's going to be important that you become proactive instead of reactive yes we're intentional about how we're talking to each other but we can't wait to see how it turns out so when you do it we're just assuming that you're going to do this because it's the right thing to do and everyone who listens to our podcast just does the right thing listens to everything we say and does it immediately so when you do this Send us an email, paul at securemarriage.com or shannon at securemarriage.com and let us know how it turned out. We want to hear a success story. We want to know how it changed one conversation because if it can change one conversation, it can change two and it can change four and it can change eight and it can change 69 and then it can change every conversation going forward with this one little trick. It's that powerful and it's not my idea. I'm totally stealing it from Sue Johnson. So again, if you want a good book recommendation, hold me tight. It's a great book to begin this process of how to talk about the real issues in your marriage, issues of attachment and survival strategies and childhood stuff. It's an easy read. It's not that complex and it has actually homework assignments that you can do with each other. So Sue Johnson, hold me tight and learning how to become more emotionally responsive and showing more affection to make your marriage we bueno.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. That's it. We're done. We'll <laughs> see you later.
1: <laughs> okay. Have a good day. <laughs> Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.